Greetings, you're listening to Vital Views, UNLV School of Nursing podcasts. I'm Joe Gascioni, Communications Director for UNLV Nursing. If you name all the different kinds of nursing specialties, chances are gerontology isn't the first or maybe even second field that comes to mind. But gero nursing, which revolves around care and study of older patients, is a necessary specialization that aids an often misunderstood population. Quality care for older adults isn't just physical. Gero nurses are providing a mental and emotional check on their patients' well-being to make them feel connected and part of the community rather than holed up in a room alone. To talk more on Gero nursing, we welcome back a returning podcast guest, Dr. Kayla Sullivan, UNLV assistant professor and registered nurse here in Las Vegas. She actually teaches Gero nursing here at UNLV. Dr. Sullivan, thanks for coming back. What goes into gerontology nursing? So gero nursing is really just the study of older people and aging. It encompasses a lot of different things as we age. Most people think that, you know, we get older and it's just like disease and comorbidities, but we're really dealing with the person as a whole, different you know, socioeconomic changes, different family structure changes, emotional changes, death of loved ones that have been with their life, you know, in their life for a very long time. When we think about gero nursing, there's just a variety of different topics and aspects about a person's life that we look into. And you teach gero at UNLV nursing, correct? I do. When I actually started with UNLV what seemed like many moons ago, I started teaching Jero in the clinical setting. So I did that for many years. And then in the last few years, I started doing the lecture for it, both in the, our second back accelerated program, as well as our traditional program. And I really enjoy it. When we look at Jero in the clinical setting, I'm curious, is that in specific places like hospice uh, facilities, nursing homes, not to, not to stereotype or where old, older populations might be, but just that's those are the most common places that I think of. Is there, are they specific? So I will say that that's funny that you say that's about stereotyping because a huge reason that a lot of nurses are like, I don't want to be a, a gero nurse is because they think that gero nursing is only in a nursing home or a long-term care facility. But when we think about UNLV clinical um, pre-COVID, unfortunately, a lot of things have changed since COVID. We were able to go into the hospital setting. So we would see our sicker elder population, you know, with multiple comorbidities, but we'd also be able to go and look at the well elder. So we'd go and see the older population, for example, like at Olive, which is here at UNLV, right across the street, part of part of campus. But it's where older adults 65 and up get to come and they take classes. You know, it's not structured like colleges, but for a semester, they're, you know, taking different history classes, art classes, and we would be able to interact with this well elder and really show the students that just because you're getting old doesn't mean you're old and sick and you're dying, but they're really living a fulfilled life. We'd also look at different areas. You know, we'd go to an assisted living facility. We would go to memory um, care clinics and help out with screening for um, dementia. We would go to adult daycare services. So there was a lot of different options that we exposed the students to. So they were able to see an older person on like a continuum versus they're just sick and they're going to die. And that's a great point about life fulfillment because I'm going to use a cliche, so I apologize in advance. 
the phrase that you're only as as old as you you feel or only as old as you think you are. But I believe that to be true because you could be young but not have any purpose and you versus you could be older but have a fulfilling life to be able to say I've done so much my your your mood your um, demeanor and sure it's all situationally based you know you could have you know depending on what you're going through circumstances notwithstanding going into covid we we spoke with another uh, UNLV nursing professor uh, Dr. Norman Lekak and she was doing uh, covid research about older people that or basically, stu- I mean, they're stuck in their homes. Mm-hmm. They're stuck because they can't go out. They're more at risk. And there's that isolation feel. What are some misconceptions about Jero? So the very first day of class, I usually will pull up some questions that I just want the students to think about and answer. And one of them is, like, what, what did you expect from this class? What do you think you're going to get in this class? It's usually, like, your myths or misconceptions about Jero. Typically, they say, oh, they're all older, they're all really sick, they have multiple comorbidities, they're all in the hospital, you know, they have all these different problems, and their life just really sucks, is kind of the gist of what they get. And at the end of the class, um, we do something called a health promotion project. So they go out and they actually find an older adult in the community, and they assess them and create an intervention, an educational intervention. So it could be on anything like, for example, a lot of them do like a grandma or grandparent because they're easily accessible. And it will be something like they want to be more physically active. So they assess that and they assess barriers and then they create an educational intervention on how to get grandma or grandpa more physically active and actually educate them and then they present on the entire you know to the entire class on what they found and after this they usually are like you know we didn't really realize that older people are living fulfilled and full lives so I think that that is kind of a huge misconception of older people is that everyone just thinks that they're sick and dying but they're really not they're living just like anyone else at any age if you talk to a lot of older people that are you know in the well elder what we say, they'll be like, my life started at 65, right? Things really started getting better and I started to explore different things and they really started living in in their older age. Well, with age also comes wisdom and mm-hmm. you're also realizing mastery of, of anything isn't truly complete, I, I think, until your final day because there's so much to learn. And even in your older age, you can learn more about yourself and more of what you like and don't like. And you might be at a point where you feel more adventurous to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something different. Along those lines, based on the the feedback I, I'm hearing from your students, do you think more nursing students generally shy away from this field as they start to look at the specialty they want to be in? I think so, yes, because I think that a lot of these students want to go into those flashy and popular, you know, nursing areas, surgery, ER, ICU, because it's, you know, kind of cool. It's really cool to be like, you know, I take care of the sickest of the sick patients and I can keep people alive or I get to bring babies into this world. So I think that people shy away from gero nursing because they don't think it's as fun or that it's going to be boring and that everyone's just going to be sick and dying. So why would I want to do that? But I think something that we don't realize or, you know, a new nurse might not realize is that if you're working in an adult setting, whether it be med surge, ICU, IMC, ER, whatever it is, surgical setting, 
a huge portion of your patient population is going to be in that Jero age. You know, we have our baby boomer population that is starting to reach that 65 and up, and that age population is going to double in the coming years. So we're going to have a huge, huge population of Jero patients, and we're going to need nurses to be taking care of them. It almost is a shame that you could look at one field and say, that's where I want to be, but also not knowing maybe like all the variables. Like we hear a lot of young nurses will say, I like pediatrics because I like working Mm -hmm. with babies. Well, sure. And that's understandable. And yeah, babies are cute and kids are cute. But you're assuming that every day is going to be like that, where it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. But unfortunately, it's not like that. Like with any health field, any any nursing field. I mean, I think the inverse of that goes with with Jero is that just because you're taking care of someone who's older doesn't mean every day is going to be miserable. I mean, the stories they might have. I mean, they might Mm -hmm. be happy. They just need extra care. So it's like it goes both ways. Yes. And I will say that some of my Jero hospice nurses that I've worked with and known have been some of the most fulfilled with their jobs. And sure that they might be in this Jero field of where they are dying, right, because it's hospice, but they're so fulfilled with their careers and the care that they get to provide. And not only are they caring for a patient, they're really caring for a family as well. So I think that that's something just for new nurses to think about. We spoke uh, recently with a UNLV nursing alum about her role in a nonprofit, uh, Dreamcatchers Foundation, where they do, um, like, basically they fulfilled the, the, the wishes of hospice patients. And we start talking about end-of-life doulas. And it's interesting because even in that role, when you're getting to that stage, as we're all going to be at some point, and you talk about fulfillment, you're almost like, like you're recording their history. You're, mm-hmm. you're taking note of their lives, their stories. And it's not necessarily have to be fulfilling just on a personal level, but just to be able to talk to someone and hear their, what they've been through, their experiences. I can imagine what that's like to be able to look at your life and go, wow, I, maybe I need to do more or I didn't realize that from that perspective. Like you're, you're truly learning about other people in those scenarios and you have that ability to talk to someone who's reached the end. I mean, they've, you know, 60, 70, 80, maybe, you know, longer. And to hear those those tales, I imagine it has to be um, it has to be deep. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Not that I haven't worked in like a specific Jero like unit, mm-hmm. but my experience being an ER nurse, ICU nurse, like I said, a huge portion of my patients have been at this Jero age, and they bring a lot to the table and offer, like you said, a lot of wisdom. That it may not be medical wisdom, right? But it's just life life wisdom that they can offer to those that are caring for them. Were there any stories that you remember that stood out to you the most? Any patients that had a bigger impact on you than you thought? I would say that, yes, I've had quite a few. And a lot of them are more so related to the families. So when those patients, just because of where I have worked, a lot of, I didn't take care of a lot of well elders, right? They're very sick. and taking care of someone in their in their dying moments and then it's their families that give you that leave that impact on you because they thank you for what you did and how you handled the situation how you helped them how they're going to remember that you helped and made their family member really comfortable so I think I have a lot of those memories that kind of impacted me that you think like oh I'm just doing my job right like I'm just here I'm taking care of you 
and then I'm going to go home. But realizing that we really impact people as well, and then they're going to remember us too for the rest of their lives. And they're going to remember the care that they got for their grandma or grandpa or sister, you know, whatever the situation is, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives too. It feels like there's a dignity to it as well. If you have someone who's treating you well, especially in those, you know, if it's end of life care, then at least you know, the family knows, like you said, that they were treated well, but you have that knowledge of going, okay, I made their moments, their final moments, um, not to sound morbid, but their final moments, maybe not special, but just as as good as I could have done. As comfortable as you can in a very sad situation, yeah. What would be the biggest trait a nurse should have if they want to be in Jero? If there was one, is there something that you tell your students maybe as like a sum up, like your, your pitch say, to for Jero? I would say patience. Yeah, a lot of patience because this older population, like we've mentioned, have a vast life, you know, experiences and they have a lot to bring to the table to tell us. So really just being patient with communicating and listening to what they're telling you you know, of course, they move a little bit slower and those things. So you have to be patient with that as well. But just really taking your time to care for these patients. That is all the time we have today. Thank you, Dr. Sullivan, for coming in again. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening out there. Hope everyone has a great day. 